Welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast presented by the Athens Limestone County Public Library. Each episode brings you into the library to meet our collection of people making an impact on the community of Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. Hello, welcome to another episode of Between the Stacks. My name is Jennifer Baxter. I'm the Athens Limestone County Library Director, and I'm here today with Terry Richardson from Athens Main Street. Good morning. How are you, Terry? Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. I'm going to start a little bit with um, why don't you tell us about who you are and how you came to be in the position that you're currently in? Sure. Um, I am a hometown girl. I was born in Limestone County and graduated from Clements High School. Uh, as did my parents, my grandparents, and my children. Uh, But during the middle part of my life, I lived away. And my previous career was a uh, consultant with Ernst & Young and did management consulting pretty much all over the country and really enjoyed that as a career. And then I started to raise my children. And my husband and I decided that we wanted to work very hard so that we could retire early and enjoy our children growing up and primarily give back to the community. He's from Detroit area. He fell in love with the Tennessee River and we moved back here and are just so happy to be back into Limestone County. We love the small town atmosphere, the community collegiality, and we're able to get into volunteer roles right away. And you can't do that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of Athens and Limestone County. So one of the things I did was um, got involved with Limestone County Churches Involved. And mm-hmm. I've been the president of that organization for 12 years and really have enjoyed that. That taught me what a special place we live in because we're so well supported by the community. And it also gave me a window into downtown a lot because that's where LCCI is. And I really got interested in downtowns in general, historic uh, preservation, also the idea that a strong core in your community is vital to a small town way of life. If we don't want to live in a hustle bustle of a corridor kind of existence, then we have to be very concerted about our efforts when it comes to downtown. Mm -hmm. Attracting the right kinds of businesses, making sure we keep that historic look and feel. So uh, that's really what prompted me to take this position and and have really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's an interesting story. And I like that you kind of started involving some of the things that you learned through LCCI and being close to downtown and how that really kind of has guided right into what Main Street is, at least my current understanding of it. And I think, too, um, it sounds really important because since I've been here, what I've heard a lot of is, we don't want to be Madison. I mean, I hear that all the time. So it sounds like what you're saying is exactly how you work on not becoming Madison. Right, right. And, you know, Madison is a wonderful place for the people that like to live there. Yeah. And not everybody is cut out for small-town living. But those of us who are Mm -hmm. want to be sure that we are doing the right things to be upwardly mobile and doing the right things to grow in the right way. So that's where it takes a plan, and it takes a lot of people 
public-private partnerships mm-hmm. because that is what is so important about what Main Street does, having those public-private partnerships and, and moving forward with everybody in the same direction or, yeah. or trying to make that. Yeah. So now that we're really kind of moving towards Main Street, let's talk about it a little bit. How long have you been with Athens Main Street? I've been here for a little over three years. i started in June, which I like to laugh about because everybody thinks about Main Street as an event Mm -hmm. uh, organization, and we do events, but it's only a quarter of what we do. But my first year, I had eight outdoor events, and seven of them rained. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So so I like to look back on that year and be glad it's gone. I have not been that unlucky in recent years, but we are seeing a lot of people coming back into downtown for events. And and as I said, the pathway here has been through... Actually, I was a a teacher. I graduated from Athens State University with my uh, first undergraduate degree, and I taught for about three years and uh, moved to South Alabama and went back to school and found out that I really enjoyed information technology and I really enjoyed what a leap. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed project management. I've always been interested in organization and really that's just keeping the cats herded in yeah. one direction. <laughs> and if you can do that, you can port that to anything mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I say it all the time. I love organizational management because I see an organization as small as a household or as big as a city. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. It so is. it's really interesting to me. Um, but you mentioned you did management consulting in kind of a corporate, more corporate background. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that um, has helped you kind of formulate the connection in leading to public-private partnerships and how to formulate those? Oh, absolutely. The experiences I had in my corporate career you know, consulting at a board level for people like Honeywell mm-hmm. and Parsons Construction and the J. Paul Getty Foundation, those experiences you can port to anything mm-hmm. and dealing with private partnerships and public partnerships you, you make in a small town, the things you learn in dealing with people at that board level is invaluable, as is the three years of teaching yeah. with elementary and high school (laughs) kids because it's all just a relationship that's that's a lot of what we do is is trying to manage those relationships and making sure that the people that you're working with understand the importance of what you've laid out as your pathway Mm -hmm. and if you've got those two things working together Mm -hmm. and you've got people that are on your side sky's the limit you're moving and grooving Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so When and how did Athens Main Street come about? Oh, it's a great story. Um, In 2006, a group of business people, building owners and merchants, and um, city of Athens people got together and said, you know, we really need to be aware of what's going on downtown, and we need to make a plan. At that point, Main Street America was just kind of getting into its groove, Mm. And Main Street Alabama had gone on a hiatus, and there was no Main Street Alabama program at that time. And these people took the four-point approach, that was the Main Street America approach, and modeled Spirit of Athens after that approach. And they were really very forward-thinking in creating this organization. A lot of cities do a merchant's organization, Mm -hmm. but... They really brought in someone from the city, building owners, and business Mm -hmm. owners, 
and then other volunteers. It really gained momentum, and it was a very vital organization. You know, that organization started the Athens Certified Farmers Market on Saturdays. They actually started the Athens Arts League and created High Cotton Arts. Oh, wow. So all of that started under the spirit of Athens. So the people that were in the forefront of that uh, did a fantastic job of laying a great foundation. Mm -hmm. In 2010, Main Street, Alabama, Revived. Revived, mm-hmm. and uh, they hired Mary Hemler-Worth uh, out of Kansas. Oh, wow. And she was a very dynamic um, Main Street director out there. I believe it was uh, Emporia, Kansas is where she came from, which was a great American Main Street City okay. award winner. It must be famous because I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a fantastic job of, of revitalizing on their own. And she became the state director and has really just done great things for the state of Alabama. She's got a great staff. Even one of our Spirit of Athens directors is now working for her, Tricia Black, as a field analyst for them. Very nice. So um, is Spirit of Athens the same group? It was the first name of it? or Yeah, it was the group when Main Street, Alabama came into being. They grandfathered in Spirit of Athens. And we did a new branding, and it became then Spirit of Athens doing business as Main Street. Ah, I gotcha. So you're almost kind of like a little chamber for that area. Right. So there's like a, definitely an economic development component. You say the word revitalization a lot. And the four points of Main Street include our promotions, like everybody thinks about us doing, but economic vitality is a, is a huge part of what we do, as well as uh, design and organization. Mm-hmm. So I work every day in some component of each of those four points. If we take economic vitality, for example, I will probably receive one, two calls a week from people wanting to put a business in to downtown. Mm-hmm. I have my own database of properties and ownership what's available downtown, what the lineage is of Mm -hmm. those businesses, so that I can respond to that Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're getting a good history of that building. Mm -hmm. And if the properties are up for sale, I point them to the listing agents. But I'm able to give them some insights into, well, would this be a great location for a restaurant? No, because it might have this or that, you know, you probably need to think about another location for a restaurant. So are you familiar with sort of the ordinances and the permits and all those things they might need? Right. And I work very closely with the city of Athens, and and they do a really good job of having all of that at their fingertips. But I can point them to the right people to get those questions answered. One of the most important things when you start with a business and putting it in a certain area is sometimes you don't know the right questions to ask. Mm-hmm. So part of what I do is to say, here's what you need to think about when you go down to City Hall. Let's think about this, this, and this. And I'm able to help them with that. Um, when we talk about organization as a component, that really includes how we're structured. There's a Main Street America umbrella and Main Street Alabama umbrella, and then you've got Athens Main Street. We are a 501c3. We're a standalone organization, and we are governed by a board. And we are funded by several different components. 
Mostly it's by donations. We get allocations from the city of Athens and from Limestone County that help to fund what I call going in and turning on the lights. When we're ready to do a big project, then that's when we look at grants. That's when we look at our private partnerships Mm -hmm. with the people and businesses who are invested in making downtown a great place. Mm -hmm. If it's something compelling, you know, that's something that they will help us do. The alleyway that we're currently doing is is a perfect example of private funds that have made that happen. We have the alley, and it really came together nicely. Um, It started out as a small project. We were just going to surface, the walking surface, and maybe do one mural. And that was about a $30,000 project. Wow. And it just started to mushroom. Uh, People started to donate and get really excited about it. And we started to add components. And I have a great committee that works with me, Brad Mallett, who is a local architect, and um, Denise Williams, who is a local landscape architect, Tricia Black, who helps from the Athens Arts League. And my husband is actually the construction manager with his real estate background and his can-do attitude. (laughs) Um, So we formed this committee, and it was such a satisfying activity. We came up with the idea to do a celebration of music through art. And we started with the large mural, which is a professionally done commissioned piece, and it's the Fiddler. It's beautiful, yeah. So it ties into the Fiddler's Convention that is so beloved in our community. And then we've got the Brittany Howard Tribute Mm -hmm. Board. Now that component will change every two years. So in two years, we'll choose another Limestone County native that has roots that are a great musical story Mm -hmm. in our county. So that'll be fun. We'll do that again. And that was a spray painting artist that did that in six hours yeah I think I watched maybe a video Uh of how that was created looks really cool so that will change then we did three doors Mm -hmm. we call them art passages and these will change also every year the students from the Alabama Center for the Arts which is a collaboration between Calhoun Community College and Athens State University did the murals that are behind those Three doors. Then we did a contest for an Instagram spot in the back. We've got a really cool barn door back there. So that was high school students that (laughs) did that. And we actually had three great, we couldn't choose between the three, so we just gave three prizes. So we're going to do three of those (laughs) in the back. And then the last component is a um, early childhood art that we're going to do in the windows. of of the building. So we go from professional commission piece all the way down to early childhood and it's all music themed. It's a lot of funky colors. Yeah. And you know, we have such a beautiful historic square Mm -hmm. with our lovely historic buildings, but we don't really have a place for people to go and just kind of hang out Mm -hmm. and talk and be and enjoy public art Mm -hmm. so this is that funky place that that you can go and there'll be tables you can bring your to-go food there it's part of our entertainment district so you know if if you want to bring an adult beverage Mm -hmm. you can it's just going to be a great space 
It looks great. Every time I drive by it almost every day on my way to work, you know, you drive by in the beginning, you're like, what in the world is this going to be? And then as the time progresses and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, like they have just done an incredible job. It just, like I say, it took on a life <laughs> of its own. And we started with thinking it was going to be around 25000 30000 mm-hmm. We've raised over 120000 wow. Uh It'll take every penny of yeah. that to make it. But as we grew, we were able to add things, and people got excited. Mm-hmm. And so much of that was private donations. Mm-hmm. We had some private grants that we got. And then to get us over that finish line, our Limestone County legislators came up with the remaining 14000 that we needed. And it was like just <laughs> such a great, yeah. great thing. Especially, too, I would imagine, to feel the level of support. Mm-hmm. So the, the money is awesome to get it done, but the community rallying around wanting to see this completed. There are no truer words than your heart is where your money is. And if you have support of people who will give you donations mm-hmm. because they feel like you're doing the right things, that's the best validation. Yeah, yeah exactly. All the, wow, this is really cool, is fun mm-hmm. and nice, but if you know, some people would give me a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I treasure that. Mm-hmm. Also, every little bit helped. That, that's right. Um, thing anyway. That's part of economic vitality because mm-hmm. that will draw people into downtown, gotcha. and it's also part of design mm-hmm. because it took that eyesore of an alleyway and really made it pop and made it pretty. It's not so funky as it doesn't blend into our downtown. Mm -hmm. If you notice the archway, it has the Merchant's Alley on it in the black wrought iron. Uh, Travis Fleming did a fine job of creating that, and Profab did the fabrication. But that is the first few bars of Stars Fell on Alabama, the notes. Oh, how cool. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. And I would say, too, you know, you've got your historic um, vibes. It's very beautiful. It's grand. But it's almost like wearing a classic dress and then having a gorgeous piece of art for a necklace, you know. So you're kind of in your modernizing it in a way. So you're making it a little more inclusive for younger people to have a spot to kind of feel like they fit Mm -hmm. and belong as well. We want people to bring their guitars down. Just come down and play and enjoy the space and people can come by and listen. So we're looking so forward to that. And I think, too, um, just I've since I've been here, there have been so many events and musically related events down on the square, too, that Fridays after five. Um, and then I think the Malones were singing down mm-hmm. there recently. And so, again, it kind of sets that tone and you're drawing that vibe into the mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. I love it. So tell me a little bit about how you guys are different from the tourism. Because we have the tourism, we have the Limestone Chamber of Commerce. So what kind of sets you apart from those two? I get up every morning and my sole focus is downtown Athens. Limestone County is the fastest growing county in the state. So our chamber and our Limestone County Economic Development Association, that's their venue. Mm-hmm. You know, they are worried about and thinking about and actively engaging in the entire county. So is tourism. So having me, one organization, totally focused on our downtown, I think is vital. And I'll share with you what our vision is, and, mm-hmm. and that'll kind of help 
you understand how that's important and why that's important to have somebody or some organization that is always looking at downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, Our vision says, what does a successful, strong downtown look like? That's what we want. First, we want to draw people into that downtown with exciting and diverse events and promotions. When they get here, we want to provide them with unique experiences that they can't find on the corridor at 72 or the corridor in Madison. We want a vibrant place for them to explore, and we want shops with one-of-a-kind merchandise, you know, our lovely boutiques, Mm -hmm. UG White, you know, those kinds of things, and also restaurants. We want to give them a nice variety of restaurants, so Mm -hmm. we're working on that. We've got the best pizza place around. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Italian that's fantastic. We have got the best deli that you will ever experience anywhere. We've got wonderful Mexican Mm -hmm. restaurant. I'm a regular there. Oh, (laughs) so am I. I love to sit outside. And then now we've got the Ale House Mm -hmm. where you can go and get charcuterie and Mm. slushies. Slushies, (laughs) yeah. It's a great place to go and explore and, you know, have wonderful things that satisfy your palate. But then third, we want to make it easy and enjoyable to get around. And then fourth, lastly, we want to provide all these things in a lovely, historic, small-town America setting with gracious hospitality. And that's our vision. That's what I work toward every day when I get up. I think we all, as people who work and live downtown, know how important it is to be gracious and to appreciate the tourists that come in and the people that come from outside of our cities, but also appreciate the people that live in our town and support us. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we do all of that, if all that comes together, you know, our businesses are going to thrive. We're going to have increasing property values. And most importantly, that core of our community is going to be very strong. I don't know about you. I'll just ask this. But now that you're a resident, if you have people, family coming in or friends coming in, where do you take them? Well, I happen to live within walking distance of the square, so we always walk down there. And as you're talking and explaining all this, I'm realizing that what you're saying is so true that you've created an entire space. It's like this whole experience. You know, you can spend your entire night in that one section and literally walk around and visit and see and run into people you know. Whereas, like, on that 72 corridor, you really, there's no way to do that. Mm -hmm. And and here you're creating that ambiance and that experiential moment, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. And I think having a a good balance of both is so important. Um, But having that strong core... We will have the um, homecoming parade oh, yeah. that'll come through. Yeah. We have pep rallies. Mm-hmm. We have Christmas open house mm-hmm. on the square where we shut down one of the streets and we have a an ice rink where kids can That's ice cool. skate. Yeah. We have all of these quaint and enjoyable activities come into the center of our of our town and our courthouse is the heart of that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And we're so fortunate to have had that renovation and able to keep that. You know, when I when I go over to Huntsville and I love Huntsville for, you know, what it is mm-hmm. and you know, I eat over there and I walk around their square and they tore down exactly what we have. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And it's a 
I don't know, 70s kind of building mm-hmm. with not a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. And it could have very easily happened here too, but we didn't and we kept it and it will be here for our grandchildren to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And hopefully even after that, uh, because, it, you know, those buildings are a treasure. Yeah, and they we, are beautiful. We do have a ton of historic buildings in our downtown. So one last question I really have for you is uh, I know that we all have faced a changing environment over the last two years and things looked very different. Can you tell me a little bit about how Main Street, how you guys really kind of got through that COVID environment, what you did to respond and how you're coming out on the other side? Sure. Um, Prior to COVID, we had had a tremendous year. We were at about 90% occupancy downtown, Mm -hmm. uh, which is phenomenal. And our Merchants were seeing great sales. We were having great events downtown. And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I woke up that morning when we went into the state of emergency. And I was just desperate at that point to put together a plan that would help our merchants. I was so afraid. We had some on the cusp of just starting. And it it was very tenuous there. So Mm -hmm. the first thing I did is called the mayor and said, I think it's going to be really important if we can designate some parking spaces so that they can do curbside pickup, Mm -hmm. uh, because that was one thing we were allowed to do. And he said, absolutely. So I got signs and and sandwich boards and put them all around the square so that each of our merchants and restaurants had curbside pickup Mm -hmm. capabilities. Uh, The next thing that we did, actually concurrent with that, Our social media is so important Mm -hmm. to us, and I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with social media, but for small nonprofits and for small businesses, it's our lifeblood, Mm -hmm. and it's how we get our message out. If we had unlimited marketing bucks, you know, we could do lots of other things, but social media is how we get the word out. We actually have over 10,000 followers on our Facebook page. We have um, 3,000 or so on Instagram and equal amounts on Twitter. So together, our social media platforms really do reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm. In 2021, we have had over 160,000 people engaging on our social media. That includes our website also. But... We started a social media campaign of shop local. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people that support your ball teams. These are the people that are your neighbors. You need to remember to come and support. And we had a great outpouring of support from our community. We just kept that message going. We had several social media campaigns, the Faces of Local, where I did pictures of all of our downtown merchants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are the people Mm -hmm. you're supporting. Then this place is special. And we we did a lot of photos of why we need to support local because we need to keep these places viable. Mm -hmm. In addition, at that point, we had cut the restaurants down to 50% in the state of Alabama, which meant an outdoor footprint was vital. So again, I went back to the mayor, and again, the mayor and the city council were so supportive. I said, we really need to increase outdoor dining. Mm -hmm. And he did a proclamation that said, yes, we can use the sidewalks for outdoor dining. So I got on the phone and called a place in Atlanta, which is the closest I could find crowd control barriers Mm -hmm. and had a truckload of crowd control barriers delivered. And we lined them up and people were able to bring their tables out 
and have outdoor dining. Um, we have to do that for ABC purposes, mm-hmm. the ABC uh, Alcohol Board. So we were putting up all this mismatch of, of umbrellas, and mm-hmm. it really looked festive. It mm-hmm. was great. It looked like little European towns. <laughs> and what that did is it, it really made a paradigm shift downtown of people being out. Yeah. Brought them out of the air conditioning, and it taught them that it really is pretty nice out here. Yeah. There's music going from the courthouse. Thank you, County Commission. <laughs> uh, you know, things are happening on the street. Mm-hmm. And with that, the city funded making the outdoor dining permanent with nice, attractive stanchions and all. I was able to turn those <laughs> crowd yeah. control barriers back in. And then a private company, Optimal Geo, uh-huh. stepped up and said, Terry, I think it would be cool if we could have matching umbrellas. And I said, yeah, boy, if I only had money. And they said, well, how much you need? That's awesome. And we got the, the matching umbrellas with the Entertainment District logo on mm-hmm. them. And that's another thing we were able to do that the city council passed was to make us an entertainment district. Our restaurants that rely on alcohol as a big component mm-hmm. of their profits People were not going in and eating inside. They were taking right. away, but they were losing that alcohol sales. So in putting the entertainment district in, people were able to go in, get their blue cup, walk around, shop, do whatever wow. they wanted to. And then we were able to do events again. We had thousand wow. people downtown for those events because we had incorporated the entertainment district. As a person who's moved here since COVID, I didn't realize all of those things had come about because of the quick actions you took Mm -hmm. after COVID became a presence in our lives. Yeah, and I cannot leave out the fact, because it's huge, our downtown merchants were very savvy about things. Mm -hmm. You know, they pivoted. They started mailing things, direct mail to people. They started doing live Facebook videos Mm -hmm. where they could show their customers what they had in the stores. Um, They really upped their game online, made some changes to their websites. So our merchants did what they needed to. Out of curiosity, um, were you a guide for them in terms of how to do the direct mailing, how to create an online presence? How did they learn to do that? We were an answer to them. Uh, I'm the only staff member, so (laughs) I I can do so much. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that Main Street, Alabama had a ton of resources, and that's kind of the beauty of being part of that as a designated Mm -hmm. city. Main Street, Alabama was cranking out stuff parallel to us, and they had people giving them advice. Um, One other thing that we were able to do, I don't know if the general public realized or not, but it was almost every week the state of Alabama was coming out with some update on their health orders. Mm -hmm. And my board president, Shane Black, um, did a fantastic job of being on top of that and kind of giving us the high points, Here, here's what it means, right. you know. And then Main Street, Alabama was right behind that, uh, confirming that. Mm-hmm. So I felt really comfortable in giving my merchants and, and restaurants the information they needed immediately. Right. Well, it sounds like you were an invaluable resource to them during that time, and we all were lucky that you were there because we all want to keep our downtown intact. Well, I appreciate the kind words, but it truly does did take a concerted effort by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And again, just having your finger on the pulse of what's going on 
in downtown. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to do that. Yeah. That's the power of this organization. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be um, in this place at this time. Yeah. Um, and I've been fortunate with the support I've gotten, and it's been very rewarding. Well, that's wonderful. And I'm glad that you came, and I'm glad to get to learn a little bit about Main Street. And um, Is there anything else you wanted to add? I think we've, we've covered it. I would just like to say if anybody is interested in volunteering, we we run on our volunteers. Yeah. You know, we, we have an army of volunteers, and we always need help. So contact me through the website or through Facebook, and I would be glad to put you to work. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for coming. Thanks. You've been listening to Between the Stacks, a podcast from the Athens-Limestone County Public Library. To hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, check out our website at alcpl.org. Library Voices is also now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.